Welcome to All The Gear But No Idea, the South Australian fishing podcast hosted by Rody and Diz. The boys will share their tall tales of the one that got away, as well as some regular segments they know all you fishing tragics will enjoy. G'day guys and welcome to episode 49 of All The Gear But No Idea, South Australia Fishing Podcast. Diz, welcome aboard. Thank you, Rody. Pleasure to be here with you uh, today. Good to be back in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, last time we were in separation, isolation. I did my little COVID uh, close contact quarantine. Yes, a little COVID stint and then... Successfully avoided the crom, though. Successfully avoided the crom. That's very pleasing news. And, uh, mate, well, it was a good, good little skill to have because, you know, as we uh, come to be expected dads over the coming weeks or months, it might, be, it might come in handy to be able to stay away from one another and do a remote record. It's also good to have an immune system like mine. I've so far avoided Vibrio, Omicron. <laughs> I'm going two from two. <laughs> Nothing's going to bring me down. Oh, the old hero. You'll get, <laughs> you'll get Upsilon or the next variant. <laughs> you'll be gone. Right, uh, so to that point, I'm looking for new podcast hosts just in case we lose Rodi to Upsilon. <laughs> and Diz, we've got some. Uh, we've got a great guest tonight. Someone we've talked about having on for quite a while. Yeah, we do, Rodi. Chad Soper. Fantastic for him to give us some of his time and tell us all about the freshwater fishing scene and what he's been up to. We look forward to having a chat with him later. Yes, dears. Now let's get into it. Oranges and lemons, what do you got for us? Well, Rody, uh, something we have talked about from time to time on the show is our cars. And both of us have been uh, looking to upgrade around the same, roughly around the same time. And after many, many, many delays, I have managed to... Uh, get a firm date over the next few days of when the new car will arrive. So I'm looking forward to looking forward to that. It's been a long time coming. Uh, do you know how many times you've had a firm date? I'll believe it when I see it, mate. <laughs> yeah, the firm date is sometime in 2020. This is called counting your chickens before they hatch. If ever I've seen it. <laughs> what's your um, What's your orange? Uh, I'm going to say getting a bit better at this reservoir cod business. Okay. Apart from that one time when you came, I am catching fish most days I go down there. You're rating your skills. Oh, they're getting better rather than worse. Okay. But certainly you were the jinx the day you came. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll uh, look forward to hearing from Chad a bit later. We'll get some lure tips from him so we can do a bit better. Yes, dears. What about the lemons? Get a bit negative for us? Well, my lemon has been of a recent mission down to Gore. Try and get some cockles. We love doing this, this time of year, get to spend the day down at the beach, stock up the freezer, but boy oh boy was it a disaster. Yeah, when did you go down there? I must have missed my invite. Uh, probably was when you were Omicron isolating. Yes, fair. And So did you get any? Look, we could have toiled away all day for 10. Yep. But that's not the way I like to fish for cockles. No, it's more of a let's find the spot and then let's get the bag I'm going there and getting... A good amount quickly. Yeah. I'm not going to sit and trudge through the sand for three hours to get 10. Did you try a few spots or were you just a rock up, not here, go home? Nah, I got the bit of a hot tip saying it was roughly five to seven kilometres down. Yeah. 
So seven, I don't know how far it is to the mouth, but seven kilometres, the sort of beach starts to narrow a bit and the sand starts to get a bit softer. Yeah. And we sort of got into that a bit. So we stopped probably about five times. Yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, we didn't see too many people with full buckets. No, fair enough. Now, it seems to be the common report at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Lots of little ones, though. Oh, Lots of little we'll go ones. Go and get them next year, you reckon? Well, I then started spending a bit of time Googling on the average sort of time it takes for a cockle to reach full size. What is it? That's interesting. Bad news is 18 months. Okay, so next year they'll be good. So we can't sort of go back there in a couple of weeks' time yeah. and they'll be full size. Yeah, okay. Brody, give us your lemon, mate. I'm going to say the lack of tuna fishing. Mm, haven't yeah. been out, hasn't lined up. Mm. Bloody Omicron isolation and had a few things on last week and the weather doesn't sort of line up and we haven't been out. I've been out once. I don't think you've been out at all chasing tuna. No, it's been a bit lackluster for us. So we're still hoping to compete in the coast to coast pending baby arrivals and yeah. baby feeding and changing <laughs> nappies and whatever else you'll have lined up by then. But... Uh, <laughs> We're going to be going in pretty fresh, aren't we? Oh, yeah, we are. We are. We'll so, be, uh, can't say we'll be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, I don't think. We'll be, uh, we'll be the big underdogs in that comp, I reckon. <laughs> Absolutely. Ready, give the listeners an update on the merch. They are begging for, uh, for an update from you. Yeah, look, similar to last week, dears. The grey caps are still looking good. You got anything in the pipelines for us? Oh, I've got big things in the pipeline, mate. I reckon we're going bigger and better on the hoodies this year. Okay. We're going to get some A-grade quality ones. Yes. And I've got a little little idea that I haven't ran by you, but I think we should do beanies. Oh, okay. I think a winter beanie would go. I thought you might have wanted to sort of expand into the kids' range and develop that a bit stronger now that we're expecting fathers. Yeah, we'll certainly put a couple of stickers on some baby onesies. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. like that. Maybe get a little sew-on job. Yeah, not bad. But no, I'm talking up the beanies. So if you'd like a beanie, get in contact. We haven't really got past that point yet, but uh, they're on Just the way. Put some feelers out, Put eh? some feelers out. <laughs> Taking pre-orders now. Early, early pre-orders. <laughs> okay, Rody. Uh, that's fantastic, mate. Let's, uh, let's not dilly-dally. Let's get into the news. There's, um, there's a bit to get through here, and... Uh, one thing we do want to start with here is the SA Carp Frenzy. So give us the rundown, mate. What is the dealy? Yeah, dears, this one's still a little while away, but we thought we'd give it an early plug. March 5, 2022. Yep. Uh, first prize, three grand. Second prize, 500 bucks. Lots of other prizes, including five weekend getaway packages. Okay. 20 bucks entry up at Lake Bonnie at Barmara. Yep. Our friend Kim Manning is key keyly uh, is a key participant in that key organizer. Yep. Uh, so we've had him on before, and that'll be great. A few additions that I've seen pop up, dears. Mm. There is a new travel show that is being launched on Seven Mate, featuring Alan Border and Robert Dipier Domenico, <laughs> traveling around Australia to find the best that the country has to offer. And they are going to be there at the SA Carp Frenzy. Wowee. So if you want to go and meet AB and Dipper uh, and catch plenty of carp, that's, uh, put that in your diary. So good mates? Good mates, AB and Dipper, or just a collab? Oh, look, I'm sure they've collab. probably come across each other at some of uh, some sporting events, maybe sportsman's nights, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. And the other 
big part about the SA Cup frenzy this year is that the Reeling in Junior Anglers team is going to be there running a fishing clinic. Okay, right. Excellent. That is fantastic. And I'm not surprised at all that good friend of the show, Lee Van Soost, is getting involved and being a part of that. So that event is on the 29th of January, Diz. So that is sponsored by the SA Carp Frenzy. So they're up at Lake Bonnie, the same location. It's not on the same weekend, but it's sort of a, a bit of a collab over the next couple of months. Yes. A yep. lot of similar people involved anyway. Yeah, excellent. So jump on the Reeling In Junior Anglers if you want to get involved in that one, Diz. Yeah, fantastic, mate. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um... So one thing we did talk about just then, and it's worthwhile including this in the news segment, is without a doubt the biggest tuna comp of the year. Yeah. Certainly for the wreck scene in, well, not really metropolitan Adelaide, but close to Adelaide. Yep, the coast the to coast, coast is. coast comp. And they've got a massive amount of sponsors on board again. Every time I open up Facebook, there's another... Sponsor jumping on board. I think recently I saw that uh, Pilchards and Flake Ice were again being available on the day and sort of sponsored by our friends of the show. How's your tackle? And, uh, and Dan down there, the boys. Yeah, I popped in to see him this week, Diz. Got some worms for the uh, Happy Valley Reservoir. Excellent. Very good. So uh, no surprises there that those boys are jumping back on board. I think I've seen Flacky was from Trolls No Hard. Yeah, he's Lures, doing Lures. No doubt. Um, and yeah, just a really good event to get involved with. So if you haven't filled out your registration forms, then get on your calendars, have a look, see if you're available and get amongst it because we're certainly going to, like you said, Roddy, pending baby news. Yes, so that's 50 bucks per person, February 4 to 6, obviously down at Victor Harbour. There is camping available. Check in on Friday, weigh in Saturday and Sunday, and Prezos on the Sunday. Diz. I'm not going to try and jinx them, Brody, but they have been quite unfortunate in the last few years with weather. Yeah, look, I think we got called soft by the Mayor of Victor Harbour, Moira Jenkins, last year. <laughs> we did. We did. She told us to put on our big boy pants. Moira went whack. So and hopefully was... the weather plays the game. <laughs> i tell you what, rain, hail, or... 50 knot breezes we'll have to be down there otherwise Moira from the Just a Girl uh, Just a Girl she might whack us again Team Just a Girl might yell out at us to put our big boy pants on so. I'm going to put the wetsuit on and go out <laughs> in a bloody hurricane Brody the um, Kingston Surf Fishing Comp do you think we're going to see Goody get involved in that? yeah look well it's tomorrow mate it's this weekend so hopefully he's ready uh, this is a, it's the 43rd annual uh, running of this competition did so it's been going for a long time it's a very popular one for the southeast folk and so that's the one they fish the Kurong sort of I think 87 kilometers of fishing along the Kurong so you mm. can enter at a range of locations I think sort of used to be Salt Creek I'm not sure but I think you can do it now Meningi a mm. couple of places in Kingston yeah and it's always got a great prize pool it does 25 grand worth of prizes yeah no there's always um yeah, seems to have a lot of support. And First I guess, prize is a Quintrex 420 Dory. Yeah, I guess if you've been going for that long, yeah, you're bound to build some relationships with boating stores, etc. Exactly right. So that's only 25 bucks to enter, enter, and the winner gets a 15 grand boat. Yeah, which is good. 25 horsepower Mercury. Laughing. 
You wouldn't say no. I reckon we should try that next year, is, although we're a couple of the worst uh, current <laughs> fishermen going around. I was going to say, I, I, um, I think our last Kurong mission, I might have said that I'm never coming back. Yeah, because I got up early while you were having a little sleep in and caught a gummy shark and chucked it in your swag. Ah, uh, that wasn't our most recent trip, mate. You're telling stories out of school. Typically you sleeping in, though. Out of school. Okay, Rody, what do you got next for us in the news, mate? Uh, this is a bit of a random one. Okay. Uh, there was an eel uh-huh. in the fountain in Victoria Square. Oh, wow. So someone went fishing, possibly, caught an eel, and thought, oh, I know what I'll do with this. I'll chuck it in the fountain. Well, if somebody didn't go fishing and catch an eel, tell me how it got there. It's a great question. I don't know it is, but I seem to remember us doing something quite similar sort of <laughs> towards the end of year 12. Don't incriminate. <laughs> don't I think we put a goldfish in the pond at school. Yeah, it was, uh, An oversized uh, goldfish from the torrent. So that was fun. Yeah, we've, but we've all been there, so I suppose you can relate to that. It's actually not that weird. No, nah, anyway, the council workers had Pretty to uh, catch it and they released it in the torrents apparently. <laughs> Yeah, oh, there you go. So I don't know how many uh, eels are in the Torrens. All those years fishing down there as youngsters, we never caught an eel, did we? No, we didn't. That's a good point. So I don't know, but apparently they let it go in the uh, in the Torrens. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go, Brody. And uh, look, mate, to wrap up the fishing news segment, a uh, bit of disappointing news coming out of Rapid Bay. Yes, the, the jetty. old jetty. Yeah, I think they have uh, had to put a bit of a stop on people... Mm. Going too close to that, divers or fishing, so mm. it's sort of collapsing. So I think they're doing a bit more of a look on what's to, happening to it. You're gonna have to bolster that up. I think it's a bit of a, a bit of an iconic spot down there. Yeah. So obviously there's the new jetty that you can fish off now, and the other jetty's only oh, what would it be, 50 meters away. Yeah, not far. But it's I know I've scuba dived underneath it. Lots of people dive and snorkel around it, but I think they've put in some sort of signage suggesting you stay away just okay. because. A large segment of it is very much drooping. Okay. So I'm not sure what they're doing about that, but that'll be one to keep a bit of an eye on this. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. And lots of people fishing around that area as well for kings and yeah, squid. Yeah. And so if you are boating down that way, just stay away from the old jetty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent, Brody. Uh, well, short, sharp and shiny, but some really uh, good news stories there that I thought packed quite a punch. Good there was no negative news stories either. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Nobody, nobody, are, you, are you surprised that nobody took too many crabs off a local jetty? <laughs> oh, too many crabs. Someone not taking their safety gear and getting into trouble. <laughs> yeah, Someone whinging no, about politicians. Yeah, no. And we didn't have any... We didn't have any... Did we have any COVID stories except for you flouting the Omicron variant? No, look, the only news on that was I'm immune. <laughs> I'm doing a rat test every second day and I can't catch it if I try it. I'm... <laughs> okay. Well, just so as we finish on that news segment, Rody, as we mentioned at the start of the episode today, we are lucky enough to be joined by Chad, so let's get him on the line. Okay, Rody, it's fantastic to be joined by Chad Soper on the line. How are you going, Chad? Very well, thanks, guys. Fantastic, and thank you very much for coming on the show. We're certainly looking forward to hearing from you about the five questions we ask every guest and uh you're a big name in the freshwater fishing scene and we look forward to having a chat about that with you throughout this next little segment so chad to get us underway tell us about your best fish 
Well, my best fish would have to be my current PB Murray Cod, um, which uh, it went 81 centimetres, and that was out, up at Quauco, just outside of Wakeroo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so January 1st last year was cod opening, so when you're actually able to target cod and be able to troll and things like that. Yeah. So I thought I'd go there on day one, have a crack, see, see how I went. And it wasn't no luck, only a couple of small callop, that was it for the day. And I probably did about another dozen trips, I reckon, yeah. before I went. actually went... This is actually in my kayak as well, so all kayak fishing. Yeah. And a mate of mine invited me out in his tinny to have a crack. So I thought, oh, why not? You know, I've had 12 shots already. I've got to give it a you know, <laughs> final go sort of thing. And it was uh, Mother's Day last year. I actually went out and um, it would have been late in the day, probably about 3, 34 o'clock in the afternoon. We'd been trolling all day with nothing and came in close against some cliffs and yeah. a whack. My rod went off. Like real heavy hit, and uh, managed to land this eighty-one centimetre Murray cod. Absolutely stoked about. Yeah, very good catch. What sort of lure did the damage? Spinner, hard body. Uh, 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 yeah, hard body. One hundred and ten mil um, JD Eddy. Yeah. Um, Python in yeah. the chameleon colour. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Well, Jeez, that's that. a good bit. That's a good little tip for the listeners out there. Right? <laughs> yeah, those sails will go through the roof. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could you could put in hours and hours and hours of trolling for nothing, and then. Just that one little window and bang, yes. you, you get into one. Exactly right. That's what it's all about. Now, Chad, is tell us what is your favourite thing about fishing? Oh, it would have to be the people that you meet, to be honest. I mean, the, the fish themselves, catching fish is a bonus. It's the people that you meet along the way. I mean, I've made a lot, lot of great friends and really good mates out of fishing through the kayak fishing scene, through just fishing in general. Um, and I actually... Um, met my current partner through fishing as well. So I've been with her just over two years. Oh, awesome. And I met her through kayak fishing as well, which has been great. And um, she said, shares the same passion as I do for fishing, so it's worked out really good. We've certainly had plenty that have gone, uh, gone the friends card on that sort of question and the mates you make, but we've never had one that's uh, picked up a partner. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the first. <laughs> and that's... Uh, yeah, it's worked that... out really good. That's really good because when you go to plan holidays and these sorts of things, you can always keep fishing right at the top of the list, can't you? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, she gets upset if I go fishing and don't take her with me. <laughs> we always have to say how nice the beaches are and the shops and good cafes. <laughs> absolutely. Now, all right, Chad, tell us what is your first fishing memory or what got you into fishing? I would have to meet my dad. Um, my dad, I mean, he, he was more of a sort of just a very a basic angler yeah um and he used to take me fishing all the time off the jetties the local piers all that sort of stuff and um we used to go down there catch a few tommies and stuff like that and you know being a typical impatient kid i'd be like baiting up the hook straight down and then putting it back in again you know just mm. dad would always tell me just take your time be patient and wait for the fish to come to you sort of thing and um yeah that's always stuck with me and um i, I still get out and go fishing with my dad every now and again he's not as madly passionate about it as i am but I still get to go out with him every now and again. Well, it's always good. You have such fond memories as a young person going fishing on family holidays and these sorts of things, and yeah. that's definitely been a common theme as well. Certainly, how I got into fishing as well. Yeah, absolutely. I remember um, we, you know, we used to go. I mean, we used to go camping trips, camper trailer trips, like all over the state as kids. So I've got really good memories of that. But the um, the funny story was. You know, we'd be in the car and be going somewhere. My parents were like, well, when we get there, we're not going fishing straight away. We've got to set up. We've got to have something to eat, cup of tea or whatever, and then we can go fishing. And I reckon that 
they're driving along and there'll be a fishing rod come through from the back seat and I'm in the back there making up fishing rigs, <laughs> um, talking about what I'm going to catch, what bait I'm using. And pretty much as soon as the cars barely even turned the engine off, I was like, out the door and gone. And then <laughs> see me for the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, yeah, you sound, sound a lot like what I was as a young tucker. Um, Chad, tell us your, this, this is probably an obvious one, but tell us your favourite sort of fishing and why. Well, it would have to be, um, 90% of my fishing is freshwater. Yeah. Um, mainly, mainly from a kayak, um, and mainly lure fishing. I'm not so much of a, I mean, I will bait fish for carp and things like that, but generally, um, most of my fishing is, um, lures and spinner baits and things like that in the, in freshwater. Um, I own a, a Hobie PA-14 now. So oh, I'm recently good. upgraded and um, yeah, I absolutely love it. Just gives me gets me access to different more different places and um, better fishing opportunities. Now that the reservoirs are all open, um, I mean the Murray River is really really dirty and flowing too hard. So um, the reservoirs make it a little bit easier for us to target the natives that we that we love catching. You know, the um, golden perch and the Murray cod that are stocked in the reservoirs, they're great fun to catch, and the the, the water is cr- absolutely crystal clear. Yes, no, I've been getting down to uh, the Happy Valley Reservoir, which I'm sure we'll ask you about in a minute. That's great. That on, your, on your post, that's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Great thing that's going on in SA at the moment, but we'll chat about yeah. that a bit later on. Yeah, uh, no I'm sure you've got a funny fishing story for us, Chad, or one that got away. I actually, it's actually my, my lad. My, um, uh, my lad has been keen because he's an absolute passionate fisherman as well. And um, we took him out chasing his first tuna. Because I'd already caught my first tuna, so he said, "Dad, I want to get my first tuna." So we went out with a, uh, on a mate's boat um, in his yacht, and it's not really the best, probably the best vessel for tuna fishing as such. But um, I wanted, I was determined to let him get get onto his own tuna, land it himself, and everything without any help. And um, we went out. We'd probably been trolling for about half an hour, and bang, the rod went off. So I said, "You grab it, you know, like, hook into it, sort of thing." Yeah. yeah. Probably fought it for about fifteen, twenty minutes. Um, got it right in up against the yacht. But they have like a, a wire, sort of a, like an outrigger that runs around the edge of the yacht. Yep. And he, he couldn't, the fish was just pulling that hard that it pulled the line down onto the edge, the wire and just yep. basically pinged him off. We got oh. to see Carla, we pulled the fish mm. and he was absolutely devastated. But I said to him, that's fishing. You know I mean? You, you know, they call it fishing, not catching. So. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And we've all had those stories where you've been unlucky to be almost sort of catching the fish of a lifetime or whatever and it gets off or you, something yeah. unfortunate happens like that, so. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a lesson for him, you know. So, I mean, there was something similar. He lost a cod at the South Power Reservoir a few weeks ago as well. Oh. One got it right to the kayak and it busted him off. Nah. And I said, well, that's fishing. No, next time, go out there and you'll get one, so. That's right. Yeah, that's certainly right. a good lesson to learn and probably something Dizzy needs to learn. He chucks a bit of a tantrum when he loses one. <laughs> 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 now, Chad, you're clearly a very keen freshwater fisherman, and it's been really good in the last few years to see the growth with some of the reservoirs we talked about, uh, some of the freshwater competitions. Tell us about the strength of freshwater fishing in the state. Oh, freshwater fishing is just boomed. Like, it really has. I mean, you know, apart from the, the, the carp that you catch in the river, people catch them on bait, things like that. With the, the growing numbers of people that are able to get out in the kayaks with the reservoirs and things like that, it's, it's absolutely boomed. Like the popularity of fish, people are realising that you don't necessarily have to go and sit on the, on the bank for, all, for 12 hours with bait in the water trying to catch fish. You can get out into the reservoirs, you can get out into the river and chase these beautiful native fish and catch them on lures. 
mean? So it's, yeah, it's definitely a positive thing for people. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. And there's certainly a huge element of adventure in that kind of thing as well. You know, it's a bit of a, it's a mission to get the kayak and you get all set up and you can go and explore a new bit of territory or something like that. It's always good fun being on the river anyway. So it's certainly, yeah, sure. um, certainly great to have that. But also then the reservoirs, like you said, it's just fantastic to have another option, whether it's closer to home or easier for a quick strike mission or something like that. Yeah, you can sort of get that out of your system, you know, like you're, you're um, eager to get onto a fish instead of having to drive an hour and a half, two hours to the river, depending on where you live. You can shoot up the reservoir, it's only like 30 minutes from me to the Warren and the South Para, and you can get onto a native fish and you've, you know, you've got your buzz, you've got your thrill, and then you, you only have to go up for two or three hours, get a fish and then come home. Mm. Now, I mean, you, haven't, you haven't really used much fuel. Um, you got out on the water, it's a bit of exercise for you, fresh air. And yeah, yeah, and sometimes it's not even the fishing, it's the, the wildlife that you see in some of these reservoirs as well. It's just incredible. Yes, no, it's certainly been great. The reservoirs have made it a lot more accessible to us, as you said. Sounds like you fish mostly the northern reservoirs, is that right? Yeah, I've, I've only had two visits down to Happy Valley. Yeah. Um, most of my fishing sort of like South Power and the Warren Reservoir. Yeah. I have done Bundalier, but not in my kayak. I've only sort of just gone there and flipped lures from the bank. Yeah, and you've had a pretty good success in those reservoirs. So what you know, what percentage of the time do you go down and catch a native? Um, I mean, at one stage, I was pretty much guaranteed a callop every trip to the one, at least one or two fish. Yeah, but generally, sort of the warmer weather, when the water temps are up, that's when you you bet more likely to. Yeah. In the winter, most of the reservoirs will shut down in the winter in the cooler weather. Yeah. Because these natives need the warmer weather to be more active for feeding. Yes, they do. And what about Happy Valley? You said you've been down there. I've been down there a couple of times and caught some caught some cod from the bank. Haven't got a kayak myself. Did you take your kayak down there for a fish? Yeah, I actually um, took my lad down there. Yeah. Um, so I went, he's got his own kayak now. We bought him one for Christmas. So yeah. I went out and basic because um, he's a little bit sort of unsure. I went down there with him. I, I ended up getting seven um, cod in one day. Oh, he lost yeah. one, um, but he ended up getting a red fin. So he was happy that he actually caught something. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah, it was a good day. I was quite surprised. He couldn't believe it, though. He was getting a, a bit upset with me every time I took the fish. <laughs> I another one. Was that and early on just the after the reservoir opened or recently? Or Sorry, what was that? Was that just when the reservoir opened or recently? Uh, no, it was only, probably only about a month ago. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So I've done one, one land-based session yeah. just from the rocks there where the, um, yeah. where the kayak launches. Yeah. And I managed two on that night. Yeah. And then, yeah, in the kayak I've got seven. And that yeah. was only about three weeks ago. Oh, it's pretty amazing that you can uh, go in suburban Adelaide and catch seven Murray cod in a session, I reckon, isn't oh, it? No, it's unheard of. It would have been unheard of a few years ago. And, like, I, I sort of went down there. I mean, I, I drive past that reservoir quite a bit, but... Being able to get access to it and seeing all the people being able to enjoy the walks and the, like you say, the, the wildlife and everything, it's it's just so good for the state and for another activity for people to do that kind of thing. And yeah, given that we're all into fishing, it's great to be able to get access to that. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people that would never have even seen a Murray Cod. Like, there's such an elusive fish for a lot of people. Yeah. It's got the mums and dads and the kids that have never been able to experience it are able to go down there and catch one of these iconic species. Mm. Get a photo, you know what I mean? And they're absolutely, they go home thrilled, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's pumping all that extra money into the local economy. It's yeah, just a win win for everyone. And there's always plenty walking there, walking around or riding bikes or yeah, kayaking, absolutely. whether they're fishing or not, or having a picnic. So it's great to get people out doing that sort of thing anyway, whether they're fishermen yeah. or not. 
Yep, absolutely. Getting the kids off the uh, technology. <laughs> exactly right. And, uh, adventuring. Yes. Now, we might ask you about a few of your other interests. Tell us about the Lower Murray Lure Fishing Club. Yes, so um, Lower Murray's been established for about 12 years. Yeah. And it's basically a lure and fly only competition. Yeah. Um, there's four there's four rounds per year. And then there's a Callop Classic and a Callop Championship. And I'm actually, I'm actually the current um, Callop Championship winner for the financial year as well. Oh, it, was, it was very tough fishing. There was, only, there was only pretty much three fish, I think, caught oh, um, between oh, wow. the boats and the kayaks. There's a boating division yeah. and a kayak division. So we all basically compete, but not against each other. Yeah. The kayakers compete against themselves and vice versa. Yes. Um, and in the kayak division, there was only one fish caught. And oh, that was wow. uh, 48 and a half that I caught. Yeah, no, well, so I was fortunate enough because it's very, very tough conditions in the river at the moment yeah. for fishing. Yeah. And what about the yeah. Brim Masters comps? You quite involved in them as well? Say that again. The sorry, Brim Masters. Pardon? The Brim, the Brim Masters. Oh, sorry, the Brim Masters. <laughs> I haven't actually competed in any of those events. Yeah. I'm very keen to um, do. I don't have a live well at the moment. Yeah. I'm looking at um, getting one made up just out of an esky, like some of the other guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I think. This year's been postponed due to COVID because yeah. of the conditions. Yes. Um, so I think they'll be starting up again next year, which gives me a bit of time um, to do, basically to make up a live well so I can compete. Yes, fair I'm enough. not a lover. I've never been a real fan of brim fishing, to be honest. Yeah, okay. I'm slowly getting a few tips. It's only because I'm, I struggle to catch them. It's hard work, so, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So I've been talking to a few of the guys. I mean, um, Alex and um, Gibbsy, I'm very well, I'm good mates with, so they've been giving me a few pointers. Yeah. Um, when I get out and that, so I'm keen to get in amongst it. So yeah, fantastic, mate. And um, one thing I did want to ask you was because I'm sure there's lots of listeners out there who might sort of exclusively be into, you know, the fishing in the ocean. But um, what would be your tips for someone who was sort of just first starting off in the freshwater game, or maybe even wanting to buy a kayak? Uh, I probably I'd suggest for starters, is going to see Paul at Adelaide Canoe Works. That'd be your first step. Um, he's the biggest range of kayaks and the best advice that you can get in terms of, you know, what suits your height, your weight, um, the application, where you want to fish, things like that. He'd be the best first point of call, I reckon. Yeah. And then after that, once you're all set up, then I'll be probably going somewhere like West Lakes, somewhere, um, or one of the reservoirs, which is a little bit smaller and sort of a little bit safer on a non-windy day, obviously. Yeah. Um, and basically just to get your skills up, just basically get your confidence up, see what you're able to do. Um, one thing I would always suggest too is actually f- deliberately falling out of your kayak um, and being able to do a water um, retrieve, basically get yourself back into your kayak. Yeah, yeah. From the water, that's always a big tip because if you're unable to do that, um, then you shouldn't really be kayaking. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing that you should probably learn to do um just for the safety and obviously always wearing a life jacket yes a life jacket it's always a must i mean it's basically law to have a um a life jacket on in a kayak as well so that'll be the first thing yes all that safety first no fun catching fish if you uh get yourself in trouble at the end of it all yeah absolutely and uh what about we did talk a little bit you talked about mostly being a lure fisherman do you reckon you catch more fish on lures once you get the swing of it well, there's a lot of factors. I mean, some people do really well on the bait. I mean, yeah. if they're around and they're school, and you've got a school near you, you'll just smash them all day on bait. Yeah. You know what I mean? But because of the comps that we're in and they're lure only, it's sort of a little bit more of a challenge. Yeah. You don't know um, 
what colours work. Some some people say colour certain colours don't work. It's the sound. I think that come, really comes down to because yep. native fish have a lateral line that they pick up those small vibrations in the water. So yep. the louder and the more vibration and the more rattle you've got in your lures is what's going to attract the fish. Um, so if you come across a, a school, you're gonna you're gonna get fish every day of the week. You know what I mean? But yeah. The current conditions in the river make it very, very challenging at the moment. So it's pretty much just very much luck yes. as to who's going to catch a fish at the moment. <laughs> what about, we've been having a little bit of a crack down at Happy Valley, as we said, and we've done quite well on the bait, but only got the one on the on the lures. What would be yeah. your go-to lure for down at Happy Valley off the rocks? Well, I need some tips. I have to say, I have <laughs> to say the new uh, Daiwa RPM Steez lures that have just been released. Yeah, okay. Um, they're my go-to. They've always... I've won so many Lower Murray rounds with those lures. I haven't got my um, hands on one of them, were, so I might have to. Yeah, they were discontinued for a while, for about 12 months, so they kind of almost become like um, like currency amongst, amongst, amongst fishermen. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard them talked <laughs> about, I reckon, but never had one. They were quite pricey to find. Yeah, okay. I'll keep my eye out. Yeah, so now, now that they've been rebranded um, under Australian Daiwa Australia, yeah. um, they've been rebranded as Steez, Daiwa RPMs. They're basically the same lures. Yeah, that's right. I'm just um, looking at them now. Yeah, and just repackaged, that's all. So it's good because um, everyone's jumping on them and they've been cleaning up at Happy Valley on COD. Yeah, wow. Well, there you go. That's a great tip for us and all the listeners out there. And Chad, it's been absolutely fantastic to have you on the show get your thoughts on all of the freshwater fishing in the state and fantastic to hear your answers to our five questions. Thank you very much for coming on the show and having a chat with us. No worries at all. Thanks very much for having us, guys. Thanks, Chad. You bought that Louie yet from Chad Brody? I've certainly been online having a little look. Great to get a good little insight like that, though, for someone who is uh, a very well-respected fisherman in the freshwater game. Yeah, he's certainly got more runs on the board than we do, this. Yes, yeah, no, that's for sure, already. And look, it probably leads us nicely into our fishing report where we're happy to get a bit of an update from you about what's biting around the Happy Valley Reservoir. So why don't you tell the listeners? Well, what's biting for me? A bit, not heaps. A lot more than what's biting for you. <laughs> uh, certainly they're going for the bait. Mm. The worms down from How's Your Tackle? Yep. Uh, has been a bit of cheese being used. I think that's a little bit frowned upon. Okay. Not good for the digestive system of the cod. Oh, you mean seeing some other folks use some cheese. Yeah, so try and stay away from the cheese if you can. Okay. Uh, Chicken. (laughs) Chicken tenderloins is a no-go, is it? Yeah, look, I did see one bloke down there with a little whiting rig, paternoster, little hooks, and about a chicken tenderloin on each one. (laughs) So I'm not sure what he was fishing for. But yeah, certainly I've had my most success fishing off the rocks near the tower. Okay. Have given the other end a bit of a go as well. Uh, certainly they're still getting them in the kayaks, but I think they're getting harder to get. Right, okay. Yeah. Not like that first weekend. Well, Chad getting seven in one session on a kayak's pretty impressive. Yeah, most... I did see a little kid get one within about five minutes of putting his kayak in the other day, so that was good on him. Yeah, impressive. So, and I, uh, yeah... Uh, uh, yeah, so certainly getting harder to get. More, more people seem to be getting them on bait, but if you persevere with a lure, you seem to still be able to get the goods. Absolutely. And, uh, Rody, let's move on from that now because this has been a really well-publicised story across Facebook and the likes. Tuna off the breakwater at Portland. Unbelievable scenes. Yes, it is. That is well worth a look. 
Jump on Facebook. I think it's the Portland Tackle Store. Shared it. Portland they Bait got and some Tackle. Kingies. They get snapper regularly off that break. Semi-regularly, I'd say, off that breakwater. Yeah. Uh, plenty of kings from time to time. And one bloke, yes, as we said, got a tuna. His name was Andy. The video is on YouTube and it's been shared on the Portland Bait and Tackle page. Yeah. Uh, and it's well worth a look. Imagine getting a tuna off the rocks. Oh, you'd love to be able to get that story, wouldn't you? Like, was that were they down there not targeting tuna and then they just happened to see a school bust up really close and thought, you know, why not? I'm going for it. I, or... did, I did read something about it and he's been having a bit mm. of a crack for a while. Mm. Um, there's a bit of a story on the page... Uh, the Portland fishing page, the Portland bait and tackle page, yeah. and there is sort of the story of what went on. Is so yeah, well beautiful. worth a look. He tells you what gear he used, um, and I think originally he was searching for kingies, as you talked about, yeah. but the the tuna managed to play the game. Excellent, Brody. Fantastic news. Um, and uh, geez, if you live down that way, you definitely keep that in the back of your mind. Oh yeah. Rody, where have the tuna been biting? Because this is something that, as we did talk about earlier in the show, we're certainly no tuna professionals, but we have been out more in previous years than we have this year. But one thing, certainly, that seemed to uh, get my attention has been that they've been been catching them in like a lot of varied areas, as opposed to in previous years, it seems to be. They're here. A massive amount of pressure focused on Victor Harbour, especially around the bluff yeah. and down towards sort of Tunks and Waits Way. It certainly seems like they're more hit and miss this year, Diz. Mm. I think early days, Kate Jarvis seemed to be going the goods, but maybe moving more towards Victor. Yes. Maybe they're just not quite firing yet. And I, I don't know, it's a funny year with all things, I reckon. The gardening's been a bit funny too, Diz. My pumpkins aren't growing yet. So I reckon everything's a little bit behind. So I reckon they're just starting to thicken up now. All the gear but no gardening idea. Yeah, the pumpkins are behind. So uh, And the passion fruit, they're just starting to fruit now too. Yes. So I reckon the weather's a bit behind where it's normally at okay. in terms of gardening and fishing. Okay. So I reckon they're going to be a, it's going to be a late season on the tuna. Okay. There's my insight on it all. It's interesting that you've drawn that comparison there, but respect that. <laughs> but anyway, so there's been mixed sizes. There has been some good fish caught. Yeah, but there's been a lot of small fish caught, and we've certainly seen our Yorks mate do better on the craze than they have on the tuna. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have been a great year over there. I don't no. know; it's hard to tell. We haven't seen lots of reports off Mary Bay, have we? We haven't been there enough, and we probably haven't been down on Yorks enough for our own personal likings, but also to give an accurate assessment on what the fish are doing down there. Yeah, I have heard some reports from KI Diz. Okay, yeah. And I think if it wasn't for babies, we might have been heading over there about now. Yes, I know. Very unfortunate that we missed that trip, but uh, nonetheless, exciting times. Really. And yes, so if you are going out of Victor or Cape Jarvis, keep us in the loop where you're getting them, because I'm hoping to get the boat wet in the next week or so. Yes, fantastic, Brody. All right, well, that... Wraps up the uh, fishing report, Rody, and great to get a little insight into your Happy Valley expertise, but I think on balance, I'd much rather take Chad's advice than yours, but let's uh, move on to the tackle item of the week. You've got an interesting one for us. And this is something I actually came across down at Happy Valley Diz. It is called the Oru Kayak, O-R-U Kayak. Yep. And it is a folding kayak, believe it or not. Okay. 
I don't know if you've seen one before, Diz. No, I haven't. But they are the... I think they call themselves the origami version of kayaks. Okay. One bloke was there, like, literally unfolding his kayak out of a little pack. That's unreal. And, you know, it all clips together and putting it in for a fish at Happy Valley. There you go. Unreal. And I've just... I've been on their website since I got home and had a good look, Diz. They have a range of kayaks. They're quite expensive. Start off at $899 for the inlet and the easiest, most simple kayak. All the way through to the coast and the haven. Yep. Sort of for more rugged fishing and the haven takes two people on it. Jeez. Uh, And they're $2,800. Goodness me, that's pricey. But look, if you had a small car... Mm. And you needed to put a kayak in the back? It would make sense. Yes. Yes, absolutely it would. And uh, yeah, jump online, look up the Oru kayak. If you've got a little Barina hatchback or something and you're looking to uh, get in the kayak fishing scene so that you can fold that one up and keep it in, keep it, uh, keep it for the Happy Valley Reservoir missions. Yeah, and it, certainly it looked quite stable. Okay. You know, it'd be interesting to get on one and feel it. That's pleasing. Um, you can't imagine it would maybe handle the weather as good as a solid kayak, but obviously got its pros and its cons with the um, with the ease of ease and accessibility of it. Yes. Yeah. No. Excellent, Brody. Well, uh, yeah. Nice little tackle item of the week there, mate. And uh, where can the listeners find us if they're tuning in? Diz, we're all over the social media: Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. And all your good podcasting outlets you can find us. Spotify, Apple yeah. Podcasts, Google, all of them. Buzz Just go straight out. on our website. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, make sure you're tagging us in all your fishing adventures over the weekend. Please tell us where the tuna are biting. Yeah, we need that intel. And um, yeah, no, really good to catch up with you once again, Rody. Uh, keep us keep us in the loop about those beanie pre-orders. And Diz, you know what's happening next week? Next episode? Oh. The Half Century. Oh, this is 49 and we're going for 50 next in a fortnight. Raise the bat. Don't rip the helmet off, but raise the bat. So we're going to celebrate that one. We're going to go out with a bang for episode number 50. All right, we're looking forward to it, guys. You might have to Uber around here. Good good fishing until then. See you, guys. Rody and Diz hope you enjoyed today's episode of All the Gear But No Idea. Keep up to date by liking and sharing us on Facebook and Instagram. And you can subscribe on all the major podcast platforms. Until next time, good luck fishing.